Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. What's so important about the baby in the manger? Part 2. Detective Walton moved container number one to the floor and placed container number two on the table. She said, we need to hear the story of what took place in the eternity of the past in order to understand why baby Jesus is so important. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit have always existed. They wanted their heavenly home, their government, to be based on love, allowing each being to have freedom of choice. They did not want to keep heaven to themselves. Because of their love for one another and their desire to share that love, they created other beings, messengers of light called angels. Over the company of angels, God set one angel above all the others. Detective Stanford stepped forward and asked, Paul, can you tell me the name of that angel? Yes, his name was Lucifer. That's correct. What does his name mean? It means light bearer. Right. Now, Paul, let's open container number two to find out the clues that represent this part of our story. Paul took a lantern out of the box and held it up. Detective Stanford continued, The lantern represents Lucifer, the light bearer. What else is in the box? Paul said, A mirror and a heart with black marks on it. What does that mean? Lucifer was the heavenly choir director, replied Detective Stanford. He, along with all the other angels, loved to sing praises to God. But one day that all changed. Lucifer began to feel that he was more intelligent and handsome than all the other angels. The mirror represents his selfish attention to himself. Though Lucifer was a created being, not God, he became jealous of Jesus and wanted his position in the heavenly council. His heart of love became a heart that was sin-stained with hate. God appealed to Lucifer to change his heart because he loved him. However, Lucifer did not want to change. By spreading lies about God, saying that he was not a God of love, Lucifer became Satan, the father of lies. He enticed one-third of all the angels of heaven to rebel against God with him. Because of this, God had to expel Satan and his rebellious angels from heaven in order to restore peace and preserve the love experienced by all who lived there. God could have destroyed Satan and all his rebellious angels with him, but he did not. He allowed Satan and his angels the freedom to show their true character to the rest of the universe so they would know that God's character is truly one of love and goodness, and all would see that Satan and his host of angels were selfish and truly evil. Before the fall of Lucifer, God the Father and Jesus were planning to create a new world, our earth. Because God created his beings with freedom of choice, God the Father and Jesus met in council to make a plan to save the human beings that they were going to create in case they failed the test and chose to disobey God rather than to serve God out of love. The Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. That's in Romans 6.23. Because of his love for his created beings, Jesus, whose name means the Lord saves, offered to come to earth to live and die in the place of rebellious sinners so that each sinner could have eternal life if they chose to accept the righteousness of Jesus' life to cover their sins. For every evil thought, unkind word, or sin that we commit, Jesus died for us so that we won't die forever. Instead, we may have eternal life and be in heaven with him. He gives us what we don't deserve, his grace, and instead gives us what he deserves, 
heaven, and eternal life. Detective Walton continued, The Spirit of God was present when God the Son, Jesus, created the earth. It took six days to create our world. Everything was spoken into existence by God except for Adam. God bent down and formed him from the dust of the ground and breathed the breath of life into Adam, and he became a living soul. Then God gave Adam the fun job of naming all the animals he had created. When he finished, Adam recognized that he was missing a partner like all the animals had. God saved his best gift to Adam for last. He put Adam into a deep sleep, took a rib from his side, and created Eve. She was a lovely helpmate for handsome Adam. On the seventh day, Adam and Eve rested on the Sabbath together with God, celebrating all that he had made. Now it's time to open up container number three. Rosalina, would you tell us what's inside, please? It's a snake, an apple and a leaf, she replied. I think I know what this is about. God had created a lovely Garden of Eden home for Adam and Eve to enjoy. He walked with them in the garden daily, teaching them. God told them that they could enjoy it all, eating of every other fruit of the trees he had made. But there was one tree that they were not to partake of, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If they ate of it, they would die. This was a test, and God warned them about it ahead of time. To help them avoid temptation, they were to stick together and stay away from that tree. We don't know how long Adam and Eve were in the garden before Satan, disguised as a beautiful serpent, appeared in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to tempt them. One day Eve wandered over near the tree, and believing the word of the serpent over the word of God, she was enticed to sin. Eve fell for Satan's lies, took the fruit, ate it, and gave some to Adam, who also ate of it. Immediately they realized that their covering of light had disappeared and they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together to make a covering. When they heard God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, they hid from him. Because of their sin, they were going to have to leave their garden home and they would experience pain, hardship, and death. But God promised that a deliverer would come some day, save them from sin, and restore them to their Eden home once again. All through time, it was the hope of every mother that her child would be the promised deliverer. Detective Stanford placed another box on the small table. It's time to open container number four. Sophia, will you open it for us and tell us what is inside? I see a clock and scrolls in here. Sophia held them up for all to see. You're correct. This clock reminds us that God is right on time. The scrolls help us remember that God inspired prophets to write down what would happen in the future. They wrote about the coming Messiah, the Deliverer promised to Adam and Eve. Some of the prophecies refer to his first coming as the Lamb of God. Other references point to his second coming as king. Long before Jesus was born as a baby, God's people, the Jews, were waiting for the Messiah to come. They misunderstood some of the prophecies from the Bible and thought that the Messiah was going to come as a king to lead an army against the Romans, save Israel from their oppressive rule, and establish his earthly kingdom in Jerusalem. They passed over the words that talked about the Messiah suffering as the Lamb of God and saving his people from their sins. Jesus was born to die for our sins. When he came first as the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world, his people didn't believe that Jesus was the true Messiah because he didn't fit their idea of what the Messiah should look like. Jesus was born into this world in a stable and placed in a manger, a feeding trough for the animals. His parents were poor. Because of this, Jesus the Messiah was rejected. 
The people chose to follow their own ideas, to reject the truth and keep the knowledge of a coming Messiah as Savior more to themselves instead of sharing it with all the nations around them as God wanted them to do. Boys and girls, remember to tune in to part three of our continuing story, What's So Important About the Baby in the Manger? This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.